0: I want to draw your attention to this verse of Scripture that we have read. But uh, I want you to notice tonight in this verse of Scripture uh, that leading up to it, Paul is talking to the elders at Ephesus and he's about to leave. And as Paul is about to leave, he is instructing them. And the Bible talks about later in this chapter how that they lifted up their voices and they wept sore and they fell on Paul's neck and they kissed him. They loved this man of God. Uh, for what he had done for them and the truth that he had preached to them. And you know, I think that is the relationship that God gives uh, between a man of God and his people. Uh, there, All of us are God's people, and there's nothing special about me, and there's nothing really special about you, but it's the word of God that brings us all together, and it's the spirit of God that lives inside of each one of us that are saved, uh, that gives us that relationship. Statistically speaking, uh, there is no reason why any of us should be friends or be acquaintances, but what the common denominator uh, that has brought us together is the Lord Jesus Christ, amen? And so Paul had preached to them and instructed them, but now he has told them that they will see his face no more. And I see here in verse number 18 down to verse number 21 uh, that Paul tells them about his past accomplishments. He talks about his tears in verse number 18 as he said that they were coming to him and you know that first of all I came in Asia after what manner I have been with you all its seasons and Paul uh, began to talk about in verse 19 serving the Lord with all humility of mind and with many tears and so in Paul's past accomplishment it involved great tears in the ministry and certainly that is true tonight that if you're going to serve God there's going to have to be some tears uh, that's going to be shed along the way amen amen and Paul talked about not just it involving tears, but his past accomplishments involved temptations in verse number 19. As he mentioned temptations, and Paul was no stranger to suffering, and he was no stranger to trials. Uh, and Paul knew what it was to have sufferings in this life. Uh, as he said, I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that was a literal statement in the life of Paul. But his past accomplishments involved tears. It involved uh, temptation and then it involved teaching in verse number 20 as Paul said that I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you he said but have showed you and have taught you publicly from house to house you know a man of God has the responsibility uh, not to hold anything back but to teach what thus saith the Lord God sometimes what we preach uh, uh, may be accepted sometimes it may be well loved and well liked uh, and then sometimes we preach things that may not be very well received by all uh, but it's still what needs to be said amen and we're living in a day when a lot of people are holding back they're preaching a watered down gospel they're preaching a watered down message Uh, uh, they're preaching a a, a message that soothes all a feel good sermon and though uh, I like to feel good when I go to church uh, uh, but more so than feeling good you know what I want Uh, I just want somebody to be honest Uh, I just want somebody to rightly divide the Bible and preach what God lays on their heart uh, and that's what will help us tonight. Amen. Uh, but in Paul's past accomplishments, it involved teaching and testa, it involved testifying. He said in verse number 21, he said testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Can I tell you something, friend? When I leave this walk of life, uh, I would like to be able to say that about my past accomplishments and uh, uh, not degrees of on a wall, uh, uh, not trophies, uh, not plaques, uh, not pats on the back, uh, uh, not your name and lights, uh, uh, but I'd like to be able to say that I faithfully preached the gospel, that I faithfully stood for what was right, uh, uh, that I endured the afflictions of this life uh, and that I was worthy to be counted a soldier of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? And so Paul talks about his past accomplishments. uh, Then he talks about in verse 22 down to verse number 28, he talks about his present agenda. Amen. What was Paul's agenda here? Well, he says in verse number 22, Paul tells us that he was bound for a city. Amen. He said, and now behold, I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem. Paul knew where he was headed. He talked about the will of God tonight. And Paul knew the will of God for his life. Paul said, I'm bound for a city. Amen. He said, I'm headed to Jerusalem and I'm ready to preach the gospel there. I'll tell you something tonight, there's no better feeling than knowing when you're in the will of God and you're going in the right direction. Amen. I know this is not what Paul was talking about. He was talking about the earthly Jerusalem uh, but I'd like to say along with Paul, uh, I'm bound for a city also. Amen. Whose builder and maker is God. Uh, I'm glad, that, but thank God there's more to this life uh, uh, than what we see right here. But my friend, there's something laid up on the other side uh, and we're not to live for this world but we're to live for another world amen we're not to lay up treasures on this side we're to lay up treasures on the other side and thank God there is a city a city of refuge a city of God for the saved and the redeemed of the Lord tonight amen and so Paul was bound for a city but notice in verse number 22 he tells us that he was bound for a self he said I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem not knowing the things that shall but follow me there save the Holy Ghost witness in every city now watch this saying that bonds and afflictions abide me you see it was no strange thing to Paul when he went into a city and he wound up in jail because the spirit of God had already told him he said Paul he said you're not just bound for a city but you're bound for a cell and when you get there he said you're going to go to jail but Paul would rather be in jail in the will of God as to be set free out of the will of God you know tonight the will of God as I've already mentioned is the best place you can be it may not be the place you have chose it may not be the most comfortable place but if it's the will of God it's the most blessed place you would never convince me that jail is the most comfortable place to be especially not in Paul's day You would never convince me that jail was the place that Paul most wanted to be. But Paul wanted to be where God was. He wanted to be where God wanted him to be at. You know that ought to be the desire of every one of us tonight is to want to be where God is. Is to want to be where God wants us to be at. And if it's the will of God then it's there that you and I can be blessed. But when Paul comes down to verse number 24 tonight he makes a statement in our text uh, as he said that none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself. Notice this, that I may finish my course with joy. Amen. Can I tell you tonight, that's exactly what I want to do. I want to finish my course. Amen. I want to hear the Lord say, I don't think there's any greater thing that could ever be said than to hear our master say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of thy Lord. Amen. Can I say, Paul did. He did what he set out to do in Acts chapter 20 we find in 2 Timothy chapter 4 as he's about to die and Paul writes the last chapter of his life and he addresses Timothy that young pastor he says to him in verse number 6 he says I have finished my course he said I have kept the faith Paul tells Timothy that he finished the course that God put him on Amen. amen you know there are so many tonight that have not finished the course There are so many tonight that had a good start but they didn't finish. As I look around this church and it could be said about every other church tonight, many have been with us but they're not here tonight. And When I think about the size of this congregation and those that are here, it's very well that there could be another casualty amongst us tonight. I promise you that if the devil has his way, there will be. Sometimes in pastoring, that's the part that is so hard is that you get sick and tired of seeing people that you love and people that you have went to church with and people that you have worshiped with. I'm talking about people that have been a blessing to you and a blessing to others. People that have helped strengthen the work of God. People that have been an encouragement to the church. You get sick and tired of watching them go a wall on God. You get tired of watching them throw in the towel. You get tired of watching them turn and go to the hog pen of sin. Sometimes, I'm telling you, it can be discouraging but I remind you tonight my eyes uh, are not on one another amen and your eyes should not be on one another Uh, though everyone in this building may quit and though none go with you uh, there ought to be a desire in your heart tonight that would say if everybody I know quit serving God uh, I'm still going to stay faithful I'm still going to hold the same robe I'm still going to preach the same book I'm still going to sing the same songs Uh, I'm still going to work in the same way, it may not be popular, it may get more narrow the further we go I don't know who will be left in the end but I'm telling you friend I want to die on the battlefield, don't you I want to die on the front line I want to die with glory in my soul, I want to die in the will of God, I want to die preaching the gospel, I want to die standing for what's right, I want to be faithful to the very end by the grace of God, amen Amen don't you want to finish tonight? And Paul says here that I might not just finish my course, but that I might finish it with joy. Not too much joy when I look around the church house nowadays. I don't understand it, but there's a lot of sad, long faces in church just about everywhere you go. Do you realize it used to not be that way? Used to. What these fellas was doing on the front row was just the norm. The only difference between now and then was you had about 25 other people. Am I telling you all right tonight? That was helping. Used to, when you preached, you had to get the crowd to get a little bit quiet so you could preach. Now if we had a good body, we'd have a great funeral, wouldn't we? And people act like they have fallen asleep. No matter how many times I say it doesn't cost you anything to say amen. No matter how many times I say you ought to raise your hand in church. Uh, it seems like we're living in a day when you're constantly having to pump and prime people just to get them to worship a little bit for God. Can I tell you something? God has done enough for every one of us in this building. If he never looked our way again, uh, shame on it me and shame on you. Uh, if I don't worship him every time I go to church, uh, I don't care if you've had a long day I don't care how tired you may be I don't care if your mother-in-law did move here you are to get excited about being saved and you're to be excited you're not going to hell tonight amen and preachers what have happened to what's happened to most preachers where are we at today when preachers used to sit on the front row and on the edge of the front row and shout amen the whole time you preached You boys, I've done deputized you and I'm about to fire you and put you in jail if you don't start saying amen. Isn't that right? I pray God lights a fire under every one of y'all's tail tonight and gets you on fire for God. It don't cost you nothing, Jonathan, to raise your hand. I've known you since you was in diapers and you are to shout every service, amen, because God saved a little orphan boy and gave him a good mother and a good father that's in heaven now. My friend, you could be no telling where tonight on drugs and alcohol. Your life could be messed up, but you're on the front row of a Baptist church and the only reason that young man is sitting here uh, is because the grace of God uh, is stronger than the gates of hell tonight. Uh, I'm telling you, friend, we need to get back to old-time worship and old-time singing and old-time praising God. Amen. Our music is prettier than it's ever been. But if we're not careful, it's deader than it's ever been. Can I just put her down in a low gear? I feel like preaching now. Amen. Don't get, don't panic, I've only got about 50 minutes of preaching left in me tonight and then we'll go to the house, amen? But I think every now and then we just need to pin our ears back and just plow our tater patch up real good. We need God to wake up. We need God to wake us up. We need God to break the fall of ground up in our life. Whatever it is that's got you bound, you ought to cut yourself free of those ropes tonight and you ought to get back to worshiping and praising God and magnified his dear name. Amen. He's been good to us. He ought to just be automatic to preach. I tell you, I don't want to just finish the course. I want to finish it with joy. And I want to make the cross and with glory in my soul, Amen. I want to. I want to go to church. Uh, listen, I don't know how long God will let me live, Brother Danny. Uh, but if He'll let me live to be older, if that's His will, if not, that's fine. But whatever the will of God is, uh, but if He lets me to be a uh, live to be old and gray headed, uh, I'm not boasting. Please don't think that tonight. Uh, God knows my heart. Uh, uh, but if He lets me to see and uh, allows me to live to see a ripe old age, uh, I still want to go to church. in my older years uh, in the golden years of my life uh, I don't want to just get to where I sit there and stare at the preacher Uh, brother if I can't preach uh, I at least want to fan him on amen Uh, if I can't get out of the seat uh, I at least want to wave him on while he preaches Uh, I at least want to squeak a little amen out Uh, uh, my voice may get tired uh, it may get crackly it may get feeble uh, but as long as I can kick the devil one more time as long as I can shout glory one more time I want to do it for the glory and the honor of God. Amen. I'm talking about finishing your course with joy tonight. May God put a fire in some people tonight. May God get you off the stool of do nothing. May he get you off the I quit whittling on the stick and do less tonight. And may, he get you, may he get your joy back. You say, oh, but I've been through great trials. I'm never gonna preach all of this and be all right. But I wanna say what's in my heart tonight. You say, well, I I may never, I've been through great trials, but I wanna tell you something. We're not the only ones that's been through trials. And can I back up and make this statement? We really don't know what trials is tonight. We call losing a job a trial. In the Bible, they called it cutting your head off. We call we call losing our pension a trial. Amen. They call it getting fed the lions. Amen. Is what trials was. And they talked about it, Peter talked about trials. It wasn't about having a bad day at work. God help us. It wasn't about the children giving you a hard time. God help us. Well, I just couldn't get in the service because of the kids. I beat the devil out of them. Get them to shouting and you shout with them. Amen. Now, i tell you, the preacher will shout if you'll whip your kids sometimes. Some of them needs it. Amen. I'm telling you, I hadn't preached on that in a long time, Brother Tim. But I grew up in the day when every kid got a whipping at least once a week. Will you say amen to that? Amen. All right. Hold him to it, friend. You know what? What about them poor old mothers, Miss Kate, today? They got to microwave these meals. And they got these disposable diapers. Well, they got it so hard, don't they? Ain't nothing like it when y'all had it so easy. Amen. Had them cloth diapers, you know. His whole life was a whole lot better with cloth diapers. Say amen, young man, little man. Isn't that right? But hey. So what are you talking about? I'm saying, we've got too soft in this day and time. Drag into church. I'm just going to preach on everything. I feel real good about that right now. Drag into church. Then drag out to church. Go home and eat a meal big enough to feed a camel. Somebody say "Man, Lay down and sleep four hours and then barely make it into church on Sunday night, and don't even say anything while the preacher's preaching, and wonder why you ain't got no closer to God. I'm going to tell you what you ought to do. You ought to go on a diet tomorrow, and fast about three days, and pray the power of God on your life, and ask God to light a fire under you, and come in on Wednesday night with something swelled up in you bigger than what you know how to explain, and let about a half a verse of amazing grace drip down in the corridors of your soul, and let the Holy Ghost run rivers through your heart. i am telling you, I know what I'm talking about tonight. It's a reality, friend. If you'll walk with him, he'll walk with you and it'll get real good if you'll let him, amen. That wasn't anything I planned on preaching, but I plan on preaching. I like it, amen. Amen. I'm talking about Paul said, I want to finish it with joy. Don't you want to cross the finish line singing amazing grace? Don't you want to cross the finish line saying what a fellowship, what a joy divine, leaning on the everlasting arms? I'm telling you, God is good and he is real tonight. Church is a whole lot better when you're plugged into him. Amen. When you're in touch with him, it's a whole lot better. And Paul told these men fixing to go to jail. He said, you won't see my face anymore. But he said, I'm going to finish my course with joy. Now, how could he do that tonight? I'm going to tell you how Paul did that. In verse 24, he tells us how he did it. He says in verse number 24 that he did this. Notice what he said in verse 24. But none of these things move me tonight. You know how Paul could do this? I want to say, in order to finish your course with joy, Paul made this statement because it was his determination. He said, None of these things move me. What I know that lies ahead, it wasn't the first time Paul had been in jail, and it wouldn't be the last time. And Paul said, I'd go bound in the spirit to Jerusalem. And he said, he's already told me there's going to be much affliction and bonds, but Paul said, I got news for you, fellas. You won't see my face anymore, but you remember this. I'm going to finish my course with joy because none of these things move me. In fact, he laid in a prison cell in Ephesians 3 or Ephesians 1 in verse 3 and he talked about the blessings of God. And can I tell you something tonight? If a man can lay in prison and talk about the blessings of God, he's not talking about the physical. He's not talking about the material nor the financial blessings but Paul had got into another realm of blessings he had tapped into another source of blessings that this world could not offer him and though the world may incarcerate his body and they may bound his body they could not arrest his spirit for he had been set free a long time ago and laying in prison he's talked about the blessings of God can I tell you something tonight only way he could do that was he was determined to finish his course with joy are you determined tonight? You see, if you're gonna live for God, you'll have to make your mind up. That even if the closest person on earth that you know and that you love leaves you or walks away, you're gonna stay with God. Amen. It's gotta be you and God. And you know, Paul did this through determination. Paul did this through denial. Notice what he said in verse number twenty four. He said, Neither account I my life dear unto myself Paul said my life means nothing to me I think so many times the reason we lose our joy on this course is because our life means more to us than what we're willing to admit we have goals we have ambitions and there's, we have plans and there's nothing wrong with that to a degree but it should never override the plan of God there was plans that I had but God had different plans. And when God has a different plan, we have to accept that. Isn't that right? Self-denial is the only way to true victory in serving God. When we sell out to our to the Lord and we deny ourselves of who we are, and we you say, What is self-denial, preacher? It is taking that blank sheet of paper, somebody said and writing your name at the bottom, and saying, God, fill in the rest of the blanks. That's what true self-denial is. It's not knowing what he will choose, what path or direction, but whatever he chooses, that's the way that I must go. Is that right tonight? You say, Preacher, I want to finish my course with joy, then you've got to be willing to deny yourself. You cannot do the, live life the way that you want to. If you're saved tonight, you know that. The Bible says, what know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which you have of God, and you're not your own, for you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God's. I'm glad I don't belong to me anymore. I've been purchased by the blood of the Lamb. And Paul said, I don't count my life dear to myself. Whatever happens to me, as long as it happens in the Will of God, then it's acceptable. And can I say to you tonight, if you want to have real joy, it begins with determination and it also begins with denial tonight. Then I want to say also in this verse, I see that it was Paul's delight as he said that I might finish it with joy. Do you notice what he said there? That I might finish my course with joy. He didn't want to finish with riches, he didn't want to finish with fame. He didn't want to finish with titles and trophies. Paul said, I want to finish with joy. Let me ask you a question tonight. When your life comes to an end, and when it comes to a close, what is it that you want to finish with tonight? There are some that want to finish with great wealth, but that's not, that doesn't bring real happiness in life, friend. Others, they want to finish with with other ambitions and go, what is it that you want to finish with tonight? I think the one thing we should all seek to finish with is to finish our life and to be able to look back and say what, Brother Laddie, maybe you said this, or Brother Paul, you may have said this today, but somebody made this statement. But to be able to look back through your life and say this, God's been good to me. God's blessed me. As I look back through life, I've made my mistakes. I've made my blunders but I have joy in serving Jesus. I'm telling you to lay on a bed of affliction and look across the, the old Jordan and see him coming and to know that the way has been kept clear, to know that you can make the crossing with a clear conscience and with joy. I'm telling you that ought to be the delight of all things to know that you left nothing undone in this world to finish it with joy And then I close with this thought tonight. Paul said he finished his course with joy because of determination, denial because of the delight. But then Paul in verse 24 says because of his deliverer. He said in verse number 24, he said that I might finish my course with joy in the ministry which I have received. Notice this of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Paul said when I leave this world and I finish my course he said two things will deliver me the Lord Jesus and the grace of God. And can I tell you something tonight friend that's the only hope any of us really have. Amen. He goes right back to that foundation we talked about this morning. To finish your course with joy means that you have to finish your course with Jesus. I've held the hand of people who didn't finish their course. I've wept with them I've prayed with them. I talked to a man that as he was dying, he said, I know he'll receive me. I know I'm saved. I've made everything right. But he said, I'm leaving early. He said, I wish it wouldn't end this way. That's not how I want to finish tonight. I've watched people serve God, live for God, be a blessing only to get off course. I remember a lady one time that passed away that died early by her own testimony. She didn't finish her course. Tonight I want to finish, don't you? You know what we ought to do tonight? If you hadn't already done this in your life, you ought to do it tonight. You ought to draw some lines in the sand. And you ought to say, by the grace of God, if nobody goes with me, I'm going to finish. Your best friends may not finish this thing. Amen? Your preacher though I plan to you can't depend on me I can't depend on you while we could fill this church tonight with people that have sat in these pews that I thought would be here to, I thought we'd serve God together I remember a man one time that they got away from God that I went home that night and I wept I mean I wept almost all night because, Brother Roach, I was so shocked. I saw myself serving God with this individual to the very end. I said, we'll, we'll die serving Jesus together. He's not even in church tonight. Only by the grace of God I'm still here. That's all it is. I laid in the bed. I said, oh God, if I can happen to Him, it could surely happen to me. And I don't want to. I don't want to be a casualty. I don't want to spit years of preaching to you. If somebody go by and say, did you hear what happened, Brother Gravely? I don't want somebody to say, well, I remember when he used to preach. Oh, no. Lord, may you keep us tonight. There's a part that only God can do. Brother Caleb, there's a part that I have to do and you have to do tonight. I have to to make my mind up. I have to be as determined as Paul that none of these things that are happening around us are going to move us tonight. Amen. That's why you're still here. wonder as we stand tonight. Young people, how about it? Y'all going to finish? You boys going to serve God to the end? If everybody on this road quits, are you going to make it? you going to serve God to the end? If your own brother, if he don't make it, are you going to make it? Are you gonna make it? Somewhere you gotta make your mind up, Andrew. You gotta do that. If everybody in your family quits, what are you gonna do? You saw oh, they'd never quit, but we don't ever know that. We don't ever know that tonight. It's individual. While Brother David sings, you mind God tonight.